from high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Emily Ernson. This is your news for Thursday, July 13th. Many Moab residents probably don't know this, but tucked away off of Mill Creek Drive, there's a turn-of-the-century cabin full of old local artifacts. It's a museum of sorts, run by Mark Beeson, a lifelong collector and a sixth-generation Moabite. Right now, he's showing me his phonograph, which is original to the cabin. So yeah, that was in here when she lived here. Beeson has been collecting local ephemera since he was a kid. About a year ago, he put his favorite pieces on display at the cabin, which is owned by a friend of his. Most of the wall space is taken up with photos and framed documents and newspaper clippings. There's a row of old cowboy boots in the rafters. There's a vintage Red Devils cheerleading dress. There are tincture bottles half full of old medicine. And in the back room, in a special mirrored box, he keeps his first collector's item, a notebook from the old Cooper Martin building, which is now the Spoke restaurant. That's a Cooper Martin store book, kind of like a, an atlas. It's from 1906. It, you could keep track of your shoe size and your hat size, and it had maps and atlases. And, and then in the back of it, it's got notes from old historic people from around Moab, mostly cattle stuff. It never does say whose book it was. But anyway, I bought that for 10 cents and when I was in junior high from a kid that brought it to school. Why did you buy this when you were a kid? I just liked old stuff, always had. What I'm is six this? generations from Moab. I'm the sixth. So I've always had an interest in my heritage. Always been in love with Moab. Collecting ever since then. And then a buddy of mine come to the house. And he's from Moab. And his people are from Moab. And I said, uh, don't ever throw none of this kind of the paperwork away. And he says, I'll be right back. And he, he went home. And about a half hour later, he came back. And he had a big stack of papers and stuff like this. And I was going, holy mackerel. I just started hollering. Because it was all kinds of really rare paperwork and receipts and history like crazy. Do you have any medical records from way back when? I got a couple notes that he wrote, yeah. yeah. One of the notes is he wrote to somebody's uh, more or less telling them not to discuss this so- social disease that they had. Uh, STD. Yeah, it said don't, don't be telling people or something. Keep it to yourself. So when you're looking through all these receipts and these documents, you don't think it's boring? No, they all tell a story. Especially the receipts. I love the receipts. They tell the story of what stores were here and what people were buying. And What are some of the stories that stick out to you? This is just paper, right? Okay. But it tells a big story. Here's uh, groceries. This is from uh, 1914. And what I find interesting in all these grocery lists is oysters. Where were they getting oysters? I figured it was canned oysters, but the more research I've done... They used to ship oysters in boxes with ice, like fresh oysters. All right, so can you read some of the other uh, things on this list? What were people eating? Cheese, sugar, chocolate, mince meat. Candy cigars. Yeah, oysters and raisins. Boy, that sounds good. <laughs> Gun cleaner. So why is this stuff interesting to you, though? Where else, you gonna, where else is this paperwork that tells this story about this place? Yeah, so you feel like sort of if, if you're not keeping the records, they're going to be lost. Kind of. I'm proud of all these people. Yeah, it's really special to have such a long history 
in one place, you know? Out in this country it is, because, uh, you know, we're not that old. 1870 is super old here. He also has a collection of photos from his own personal history. Beeson was born in 1958 and grew up in Moab during what he describes as the good old days. Does this make you nostalgic? Yeah. Friends I got left come in and we like looking at this stuff. I love this. It's like a yearbook. Yeah. He has a big collage that used to be in Woody's Tavern. It's made up of photos of all the old regulars from the 70s. My buddies come in here, we go, he's dead, she's dead, that's dead, everybody's dead. It was a hell of a time back then. Everybody made big money. It was one big party. What were people making money doing? Mining and drilling, working on drilling rigs, seismograph. What was the party like? Tell me, what was the atmosphere like? <laughs> in Woody's? Well, I used to say there'd be blood on the floor, pot smoke in the air, and lines on the table. And th so this is like the locals' bar. And then the poplar place, we used to call it the boat yogi bar. And that's, so that's where all the boat yogis and the river raft and tourist company people would hang out. But we'd switch back and forth. We'd go there. It was no rivalry or nothing. But You ever get in any fights at Woody's? A couple. Was any blood spilled on Woody's floor? For me? Yeah, a couple times. You know, it's pretty much a degenerate hub of Moab. So what was it like growing up here in the 70s? It was fun. A lot of jobs, a lot of work. What else did you do for fun other than go to Woody's? Hunting, fishing, and a lot of stuff that's a felony now. Rock hunting, lots of camping. You know, when I was a kid, you could just walk around and uh, you wouldn't even have to go home in the summertime. There was stuff growing all over the place. Everybody had an orchard and everybody had a garden and uh, you could just walk around and grazing. When you're looking at all of these photos and when you're reading about all these people, what's like the biggest difference between old Moab and Moab today? They were gentle. People would go out and sit out in their front yards under the tree or whatever in chairs and then the neighbors, if they're walking down, and everybody's visiting. By the time it got to be where I'm a teenager well that's all gone you know I mean by the time I'm a teenager it's the wild west how do you mean kind of like probably it is now I don't know how you how young people party anymore but back then it was a party that's funny people in Moab do love to party and I don't know why I think it's a it's been that way yeah. even back way back when yeah. in the 1800s even but it was uh, compared to the rest of the state I mean there was something going on here because, you know, I mean, today Moab's a lot easier to live. It's a lot easier to live here than it was way back when. Oh, yeah. But in some ways, it's kind of inconvenient to live here. And, like, the climate is really harsh. Yeah. And so people, they get worked up. And then they have to just, like, explode and party. I always wondered if that yeah, was why. And a lot of it is back in the day, you know, everybody's out in the hills. Everybody earned their living out in the environment. So you weren't in town. So when you got to town, it was like blow off some steam, you know. Beeson put his collection on display about a year ago. But he's only open by appointment, and he hasn't had many visitors. By the end of this year, he says he'll probably have to put his collection in storage. Do you have any kids? I've got a daughter. Is she going to take on your collection? No. So I'm getting ready to take all this stuff down put it in storage. Oh, you're going to take it all down? How yeah. come? Well, nobody comes to see it. I started this, I was hoping families would come and bring their kids and so they could learn about It's cool to see your great-great-grandpa's signature or picture of him. So I was hoping that kids would come and uh, learn about their people, and but it hasn't worked out that way. I was hoping to find a permanent home for all this stuff. What about the museum? They don't have room for it. 
Some might suggest that he could digitize his collection, but a lot of the families that have given him photos and artifacts specifically asked him not to. You were saying how a lot of people, a lot of families, you know, a lot of family history, they want to keep it under wraps. And I sort of get the sense that sometimes, just in general, people in Moab, like, don't want their history to be recorded in a way, or it's, it's very hard to find out some information. Like, is that your experience too? Do you think it people... Is. But you know what I think a lot of it is, is uh, not so much they're hiding secrets or anything like that. It's uh, not that it's painful, but it's kind of like melancholy. It brings melancholy out, like that those times are gone and lost, and I'm just going to stash it away and don't, you know, if I don't look at it, it don't hurt, you know what I mean? Is it sad, do you think, because those times were really painful, so they don't want to remember it? Or is it sad because those times have been lost and, like, those were really good times? Yeah. No, I think that it was good times, you know. And then by the time they're old, it ain't so good no more. Yeah, there's a lot of things this families let me have and that I know about different families that I can't publish it or share it with other people. I can have it here to collect, and if some of their family comes, we can talk about it or show it or something like that but it's not to be to be put out there yeah. you know so why do they give it to you in the first place then you mean like pictures yeah, or, or diaries or people's stories to share with people from moab but not to go on the internet well it's funny because it kind of seems like i i understand the impulse to give someone else like a piece of your family history because they don't want it to be lost right. but then they also feel protective of it so it's that funny thing where they're yeah. they're like i want people to be able to know about this because i don't want my history to be lost yeah. but i also don't want too many people to know yeah like uh to me the internet stuff makes it cheap it's a dime a dozen you know what i mean so kind of like the value of this collection is the fact that people have to seek it out and it's kind of like hard yeah. to find the information well it ain't hard if they you know get off the couch and get over here and look at it you know what i mean to set up an appointment to see his collection you can contact him on facebook as mark beeson and that's the KZMU News for Thursday, July 13th. Get your community-powered journalism weekdays on the airwaves at noon and 6 p.m. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.